Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Tayo Roxon on the Growth Mindset University podcast. Tayo Roxon is a storyteller, cultural translator, and brand strategist for change makers on a mission to use his difference to make a difference. He's been named top 40 millennial influencers by New Theory and is also a three-time TEDx speaker, president and CEO of UID Management, and the host of the podcast, As Told by Nomads, which Entrepreneur Magazine ranked the number two business podcast with over 200 five-star ratings. His work has been recognized by Forbes, Inc., Huffington Post, Business Insider, and countless others. He transforms change makers to global leaders by teaching them to communicate effectively across cultures, on stage, and with impact. And I'm speaking with the one and only Tyler Roxon right here, right now, the man who just landed his fourth TED Talk this week. <laughs> Tyler, welcome to Growth Mindset University. Well, it's a pleasure to be on here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the kind words. I'm excited to share everything that I know with your audience uh, and just, you know, learn more from, uh, from you. So let's, let's do it. Certainly, man. Certainly. This is going to be an awesome conversation today. And I got to tell you, when you, I was, I was going through, you, I always love when someone has all this video content that I can, that when I'm, when I'm preparing and, and studying, like I just put you on the TV and, oh, and, uh, and I was like, you know, just writing stuff down and, I was looking at your video on collectivism and individualism and dude, the first, the first thing, like the, the first little scene of it, it just starts off with you drinking a cup of water and you're like, I love a good cup of water. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I've got to tell you audience, I'm a very, I'm very corny. I love the, the easy humor, the dad jokes. And I laugh at myself a lot. <laughs> so Yes, yes. I uh, there might be some videos where you be shaking your head. You're like, what? <laughs> no, man. I I love it. Where does that energy and that smile come from? And you can see that that sparkle in your eyes, sort of, you know, all the time. I mean, you've got you've de it's definitely a tangible thing that that people can see, and this is why you've gotten the opportunities that you've gotten on stage. Well, I mean, so a lot of my background, um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of like, you know, pain struggle and things like that. But I think that's part of what, where joy comes from. You know, my parents named me Akintayo and I'm Nigerian. Akintayo is, uh, is, long, is the long name for Tayo and it means um, a warrior has brought us joy, which is very ironic because it's, I, I tend to try to do that every day. But I grew up in two military dictatorships uh, growing up initially. And so a lot of what I saw growing up initially was, you know, the hallmarks of what you you would consider uh, a good dictatorship, the killing, the suppression of opponents, the muzzling of the press. And I am also the oldest of three boys. So, you know, when you, you find yourself in that position where you see a lot of despair and, and, and you're also set an example for two younger boys, hmm. you, you know, you, 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 you wear uh, a badge of like responsibility where you want to set a good example of positivity. And then, um, as, I, you know, as we transitioned to civilian rule, my dad's job as a diplomat started to take us to like different parts of the world. And I started to really like have this huge identity crisis because I, I was never quite enough for, for anyone. But when you come through that moment and, and you just come to an acceptance of self, um, I think there's, there's almost no greater feeling because you, you're then, you know, um, you, you know, you're able to just move through and deal with whatever comes your way. And I like to do that with others as well. Uh, and my personality is one that likes to put a smile on other people's faces. So, um, you know, it just comes out of that, you know, I have seen what it's like to not have joy and I just want others to, to experience that. 
Certainly, yeah. You actually remind me of uh, of my uncle, Dr. Brian Paris. He gave a TED talk as well, and he's you know very much very very similar to you with you know with the smile and the style. You know, your fashion sense is impeccable. <laughs> And, and I, I just, so I, I feel a kindred spirit with you in that way. Like, I feel like I already know you a little bit. Hey, uh, like I, I, I sent him your podcast. I sent, I'm like, I was like, is this you? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, man, we're, so with that, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about how to connect across cultures. That's one of your big things. I mean, you've lived yeah. on, you've lived on five, in five countries on four different continents. What uh -huh. is the biggest thing that you've learned from that because that's an experience that not even one percent of one percent of one percent of people have experienced like you're probably one of uh you know not many in the world that have that have done you know lived on four continents by the age of of what yeah it was 18 17 i, I think i got it got to uh, united states when i was 17 i was about to turn 18 and you know the thing that i learned is you know at our core, a lot of us, everyone, all of us want, you know, we want to experience some sort of happiness. We want to experience growth. We want to experience safety and security. But what happens is we have different ideas about that. And that's where the conflict arises. And it, it was, it, it, it's always interesting for me as I look at the world today, because what I see sometimes is different from what other people see, because I'm always saying, well, everybody wants to feel seen, heard, and understood in some way. And sometimes we don't do a lot, enough listening and that's where a lot of the conflict arises. And I break it down to three ways. I'm actually writing a book on this and I think the best way to connect across cultures and to visit times is to do three things. And it's to one is to educate, two is to don't perpetuate and three is to instead communicate. So in the, in the education piece, I, I think it's two pronged. So it's education of self and education of the environment. Self-awareness is super important to understand uh, to actually have if you're going to be a leader and be a proactive communicator across cultures because you have to understand your biases, you have to understand what your core values are, and you have to understand how you react in, in, in moments when you're triggered. So understanding those moments, those things help. And then after you understand yourself, you then move on towards understanding the environment. I and mean, this is a lot of what my dad used to do as a diplomat where he would sort of try to understand the differences around him as well as um, finding the similarities w that existed within them. And, and so that, that includes you being an active listener, you know, being an active member of your community and also just really taking in um, uh, the environment and, and suspending your, your own, your own um, notions uh, to be a better perspective taker. So once you've got that, you know, you have a solid foundation of who you are, what your biases are, your, your triggers, and then the environment. It's then to don't perpetuate because we live in a, in a world where there, there might be certain systems that suit certain people. Um, how are you participating in that narrative? Are you advancing that perpetuation or are you doing something to, you know, dispel that? So that's one aspect of not perpetuating. The other aspect of not perpetuating is media and, and storytelling, right? How, what stories are you, are you telling? We have, Interesting revisionist history sometimes where people aren't actually telling the complete stories of, of what's happened. I, I remember when I first came to the States, people used to, you know, argue with me about my identity because they didn't think, they didn't believe I was African, you know, I was African or I was Nigerian. I'm like, no way, you should be blacker. Your English is too good and all that. Um, and people would sing Lion King songs. And the, the reason was is because what they only had access to was what would show up on TV late at night like you know kids starving kids with pregnant bellies and people will be like well so well, there's there's nothing good there actually so what's happening in the curriculums how are you making those inclusive are you making sure that you're telling the real stories of slavery of genocide of colonialism because those are the three things that have shaped a lot of what we have today so um, incorporating that but also there's a huge fake news um, dilemma and regardless of what side of the politics you are and I'm I tend to be more progressive, but even if you're not, I've noticed that people will be so uh, eager to look for news sites or quote unquote news sites, platforms that confirm their beliefs without actually verifying the source of the information. And what that creates is creates a lot of echo chambers. So how are you making sure you're not perpetuating the wrong stories? And then communicate, which is the last part. And this is the, the willingness to communicate despite your different values. 
that is, um, you know, that's the, that's the last step. And, and that involves suspending your ego, being more open to, to more opportunities and um, embracing more, uh, more dialogue. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the process. I could go on about this for hours, but that, that's, the, those are the, the, that's the framework that I use to communicate across cultures. Absolutely. I'd like to go back to self-awareness then, just beginning with that, knowing your vices, knowing your values, and how does one go about discovering that? Like, what does the tangible process look like? Well, so in, in terms of, uh, first of all, I'll start with biases. First of all, I always ask people to do this. I ask them to ask, uh, to ask themselves three questions. So wh- who, what are your, who are your three best friends, right? Um, be descriptive, as descriptive as you can be. What do you bond over? What do you value? What do you value? What do you communicate um, over? Where were the last three places you've lived in? Um, exactly the same process. Be super specific. And who are the last three people you've been in relationships with? And the reason I'm always asking people to do this is because I want people to to see if there are any patterns. A lot of times, your thoughts already formed because maybe oh, I was born here. This is what my parents told me. This is the school I went. I was this environment. This is what I was exposed to. So. What happens is we grow up and we don't actually do the, the reflective work to understand, hey, how did I actually come to this conclusion? Um, is this something that I learned? Is it a, a reflection mm. of my environment? So doing that self-assessment. And sometimes you Chats. might see patterns where like, oh, I tend to like to hang around people. To, and th- this is not an indictment because it's good to have things that you bond over. But what, what we need to be careful about is we're not being exclusionary. Right. So, but then as you understand yourself, you're like, oh, I like people like this. I'm, I have a preference for this, particularly when I'm dating, when I'm doing that, you're, you're able to, okay, know yourself even more. As far as core values, it's asking yourself, what do you stand for? You know, what do you, what irks you? What bothers you? Um, and, and, and what do you want to be remembered for? And so many people, many people will tell you when they see something bad happen on the news, like, I, I can't stand that. I can't stand that. But when sometimes maybe if it happens in front of them, they might not be as forthcoming to say, hey, I should stop that. I, this, a simple, small example is like a uh, cat calling. Say um, if you talk to any, any, any man or any person, any woman, they'll tell you, I love respect, I value respect. But sometimes we've all, we've all been guilty of this where we've had friends in our group that might have said something we didn't say anything because we're like, that's just that person. That's just what I mean by core values. Are you living with that? And that doesn't mean you're a bad or good person. It just means sometimes we need to, you know, uh, be mindful of that. And, and so it's those type of reflective questions where we understand where our thoughts come from, why we think the way we think, and then we check ourselves to say, hey, are we living in accordance to our core values? Is this what we want our son or sister or brother to do? Am I doing that? So, yeah. Certainly, yeah. And you say... Your thing is use your difference to make a difference. And I have my, I have sort of my, um, you know, conclusion on what that means, but I want to hear it from like, from you on how you use your difference to make a difference. And, and with commonalities, you talk about as well, differences and commonalities. Speak on that a little bit. Sure. So use your difference to make a difference to me is very, is very too, uh, it's two faced in the sense that, uh, on one, one angle, it's about embracing your identity and being that person. I think we live in a world that tries to put people in boxes and labels, right? And many times what, what we strip when we do that is people's identity. And I'm always like, your superpower is the fact that you're you, right? That's what I want people to understand. And that's how you build a voice. My platform was built out of my podcast, for example. And that was after several failures that I've had, but I eventually just had to own myself and say, I am, you know, you saw my videos. I'm going to, inco- I'm, I, I'm a guy that wears suits and, and, and cracks all those jokes. But when you see me, you would never think, oh, why is he cracking those jokes? People, people always tell me that. I, I thought you'd be unapproachable or yeah. you're way more approachable than I thought. Or you, you, you make all these jokes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just being myself. But it's a story that they've told themselves. So being, using uh, your difference to make a difference is truly um, and, and um, someone you embrace your identity. But the other aspect of that is a celebration of diversity and culture, where we live in the most diverse and the most um, globalized time ever. So 
you're going to inevitably come across someone that thinks differently from you and, and looks different from you. And even if they don't look different from you, there are other aspects of, of their mindset that, is, that, that will be different. So how do you embrace that difference and come to that? So that's what I mean by that. I'm always encouraging people to not shun something that's different for them, but actually um, try to understand it. Uh, and leads to your, your second question, which is understanding the differences around us and finding commonalities. Mm -hmm. The idea of that is that many people have different ideas that all come to the same conclusion, right? Like I, I said earlier, safety, you know, you know, you know, protection for family, growth, advancement. These are all at our core basic principles that human human beings want. And people have different ideas about that. There are different religions that could come up with that, that have different principles on that. There are different countries that have different traditional values around those things. It, it, it you know, it, it's, it's, it behooves us for us to, uh, I mean, actually, no, actually, it's better for us to understand that there is a difference around us and we have to understand where they're coming from so that, be, so that we can get to a, a, a common ground. Because if we go to all these cultures and say, no, this is how I'm doing it. This is how I've done it. And this is the only way I know to succeed. And if you don't come to my way or my level of thinking, we're going to have a problem. Then we're going to be in whatever situation we're in right now, which is a rise in movement of people just trying to convince the other side that they're wrong and scream over the other person. And there is no yeah. bridge. So, yeah, man. What, what is that? I, you know, we see people on Facebook, uh, Facebook and politics, people get, People get into it, you know, to your point, trying to scream over the other side, but, but nobody's actually listening and it's just, it's just a lost cause and yeah. a waste of energy. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I'll never <laughs> take part in that. I don't get it. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it, it's, and you know, for me, when I, when I see that, cause I'm, I'm definitely a very passionate person and I, 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 I'm a champion for the causes that I want, but I, I, I have the same reaction to you when I see that because then it becomes about like, I have to like put the other person down and like find something wrong about this person. And I'm always trying to listen. That, that's, that's the thing that I always tell people to do, trying to actively listen, which means listening to understand, listen to evaluate, right? Not listening to confirm. So even if I disagree with someone, I, the best things I always tell people to do is to ask like open-ended questions. Hey, help me understand your way of thinking. Why do you think what you think? Okay. Can you tell me how you got to this conclusion? And people don't do that. Instead they do like, no way you must, you're, you're from that country. So you must be this way. And that means you're your enemy and we can't ever talk. I don't want to hear ever hear you say anything. And people use all these general statements, like saying all people from this place are bad or all people in this place are good. And then like, we have to get away from that general type of, um, of thinking and just individualize every argument, separate the person from the subject and make sure that we're actually trying to understand. And you can actually, I have many friends that I disagree with, but we are able to have conversations and it's, it, that's where we need to go. It's not like, um, it's not about changing the other person's mind. It's about getting people to see uh, both perspectives and then moving on from that. Certainly. I mean, Taya, if we're talking the science of people here, which is something I'm big into, you know, we like people, we tend to like people that are more similar to us. And yes. so to tell someone outright, like, I disagree with you, is, is, is very contradictory in terms of building rapport. And right. so, you know, when someone says something I don't agree with, you, to your point, I say, I literally say two words, teach me, tell me. And, and, and they'll, they would love, they love to tell you about it. And, and it's a great way of, of understanding and keeping that rapport. And then another thing too, with the people going back and forth, you know, it goes back to a couple of basic principles and how to win friends and influence people. Have you read that book? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so to, to win, to, to get the best of an argument, avoid it. That's a principle in there because you can't win an argument argument. Why can't you win an argument? Because I mean, what's, what's going to happen? You know, you winning the argument, is it going to make the other person like you better? No. The, the only potential outcome is, is either neutral or more likely negative, negative yes. returns. Yeah. yeah. So. No, I mean, and you, that's like, you, you hit the nail on the head and, and that's well said. And it's, um, which is why I love what you're doing. And I love how you call this, uh, what you call your podcast as well, because it really speaks uh, to the growth mindset about that. But I think 
I think sometimes people confuse the fact that if, if someone, we have this like debate culture, like if someone says something that, that I disagree with, if I don't defend my point, I've lost. And so I must defend my honor. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So it's different. Totally. Totally. Ty, why, why these, why is diplomacy in art? I think it's, re- I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool. It has a ring to it. You know, the art of diplomacy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, that podcast, the art of charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a funny story behind that. Uh, so I was, I had, um, I remember that year. I had, I was, I've always been, I've had my company since 2014, but I was also working at another company, um, you know, after I graduated from college, from my MBA. And that year I had gotten fired. Um, for what were you doing? Time, for the second time. <laughs> um, I was, um, I was helping. I was helping with marketing and and um, uh, media for a startup that one of my mentors had at the time, and he had he had recruited me. He said, "Hey, we love. I love what you do with you know UID, and I don't want to you know I don't want you to stop doing UID." And I was like, "Hey," because I told him I'm not going to stop it. It's like, but I want to see if we can incorporate that. And it became pretty clear that we couldn't incorporate it because we had you know they were going a different direction, and I was going there, so. I was doing nine to five and then five to nine was working the two of them. And um, eventually got to a point where he, he called me up and said, Hey, look, I feel like you should focus on what you're doing. And I was like, Hey, you know, this is a, I, I was going to leave a couple of months later, but this is, you, you, I need to figure out how to get rent and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you figure it out. Um, and, 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 you know, we still talk to this day. There's no hard feelings, but what happened was I realized that I needed to figure out to like, was like I knew that I wasn't going to work for another company and I needed to just tell a better story. And so I, at that point I had, you know, I've, my po- my podcast has always been popular, but I needed to know how to leverage it into more. I was like, okay, if people are listening to me, how do you turn that into something that's actionable with people? So I said, what have I done? I've spoken to the world, Mike, I've done this, I've done that. How can I now find the people that need to hear me? So I created a, you know, a client client list, like, who are the people in the world that need to understand how to communicate across cultures and where are they? So HR, um, CEOs, marketing officers, where, where are they? They're in startups and they're in multinationals and then any, any company period. What are the problems that they want to solve? They want to make sure they have inclusive environments, they retain their staff, and they want to be able to deal with conflict, especially post-election and have open dialogue. And I put all that together and I start, I just created a whole list and I, I went on a a, um, a pitching list where I was like, I, I would pitch a lot of these companies. And then I was like, TEDx, TEDx is also be, it would be a good thing for me to leverage because I could show that I have an expertise on that. And so I'd been applying to TEDx a year previously to that, but to no uh, success. And then I just kept applying. And this was my second year of doing it. And I think um, it ended up being like 18 applications before I got an, an answer. And so I wow. applied to, to a couple of people and they said, um, I got crickets, no response. And then I followed up and then I followed up with five people, I think. And then two of them responded within a day of each other saying, Hey, sorry for the, the delay, but, um, we, uh, we liked your story. We want to, we want you to come. And I was like, Whoa, wow. It was great. But the only problem was I can't do the same talk for two, <laughs> for two organizations. And so that talk that you saw, I had to just, I, w- I was freaking out because they didn't like the topic I'd proposed. And they came back to me like, oh, like under a week before the, the event. And they're like, hey, can you come up with something else? And so I was like, what do I know? What do I know? What do I know? What do I know? And I was like, okay, I grew up as a son of a diplomat. I can talk about that experience. And I'm just going to call it the art of diplomacy. And then I sent them the pitch. And they're like, yes, we like this. And then so three days before the speech, I was like, da, 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 da. What, okay, this is how you do it. That, that's what the speech ended up becoming which is actually my most popular talk, which is so ironic because it was, it was this close to not happening. Uh, so that's why I called it that. I didn't have like a, any other reason behind that. I was like, it's a catchy title. I think it's an art form. I studied my dad and I'm like, I'm just going to tell people to do the same thing. <laughs> so, and Absolutely. then that's the story. Yeah. That's something I want to highlight as well. When we were talking on the phone last week, that's today. And that's what I pick up from all these, most of these TED speakers, uh, you know, it's, it's all, and, and people who get these speaking opportunities, it's mostly them being go-getters, not mm-hmm. just 
hoping and waiting for, for something to land in their laps. Like, you know, usually what you want is about, you know, is like 10 yards away and you got to get up and go move there and then let it fall in your lap like that. And yeah. that's, and that's what you did. You got up, you got up and moved and, and put in the work it took to move. And, and I really, it, it's inspiring and, and, and because, and empowering, I mean to say it's empowering because anyone can, anyone can do that. Anyone with a story can, can, can pave their own way. And you did it eight, you know, you said something like 18 times and yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you have a great point. So I've, when I graduated from college, undergrad, over 85 job rejections. Um, I've gotten fired twice. I've had a near-death experience. I've gotten, for, you know, um, rejections from TEDx and all these things. But the thing that you did hit on there is when you own your story and you, you know where you want to go and you're a go-getter, it is, it's going to eventually work out. And there are many moments. My, my parents were very nervous for me. I'm the oldest. I'm from Nigeria. They wanted me to be a lawyer, engineer, or doctor. Uh, and they're like, we, I know we, you have a dream, but you know, it'd be nice if you just used your MBA to do something else. Um, but you have to have that belief in yourself and, and, and that direction, uh, because you know, it's, it will eventually work out, but you have to be ready when it, when it does. Yeah, certainly, man. You know, when we talk about this, I'm reminded of a song by, I believe it's T.I. I think it's called Go Get It. And, and the lyrics, yeah. like <laughs> the lyrics are, you know, go, go right along with, with with your story and 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 right here like it's it's cool man people should go listen to that song feel feel uh feel powerful like i, I love that song man like <laughs> yeah. I, I listen to that song in the gym you know i go get it <laughs> yeah exactly i love it i love ti absolutely yeah so uh we're we are going to get into speaking more a little later but uh collecting and gathering information about people we're still on communication collecting and gathering information about people is super important it's something we've We've been touching on, you know, you know, like teach me, tell me, you know, understanding people. Uh, how do you go about collecting and gathering information on people so that you can communicate better in your day-to-day -day interactions? What does that look like today and tomorrow? Well, it's, it's like um, I always liken it to Sherlock Holmes. Like what, what would Sherlock Holmes do? So ah. <laughs> if I'm going to a new environment, I get all the books that I can, I can get on that. I watch the videos on YouTube that I can, um, and then I ask questions. Uh, and so, you know, I'll first obviously do the, the research, you know, I'll, hey, what's it like to, what are the characteristics of people here? What do the people normally do? And what are the cultures? What are the customs? What are the holidays? And then based on that information, based on things that I've read there, I'll then ask questions. Hey, I'll find it. A lot of times you were talking about how people like to feel like, you're you asking me a question, teach me. And that's the same sort of thing with psychology you have to understand is you go to someone and maybe it's a tax. I love taxi conversations and then with taxi drivers. Hey, so oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm new year. Just can you tell me, you know, what's happening here? I read about this and that, and I'm just mentally taking notes. And that allows me to go from, Oh, this guy's not just trying to just come here to do a touristy thing. He's actually trying to be like a local. And that endears you to do that. But, and, and if you are able to say something as simple as the capital of the nation or like a, a tribal thing uh, or something that, that's significant and unique about the culture, people will be like, what, you did the research? So it's just this subtle things that you do that. And that's initiative. And then that invites people to want to tell you more. So doing those things, um, super important. Also observing um, the body language sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are things like microaggressions, just things that we can't really control. But if you, if you notice that when you, you say a few things, people react differently or, you, you know, um, you, you, you're close to people in proximity and they move apart or they're closer. It, you just, you have to notice these things. You notice how people interact with each other. Um, that goes into asking questions because that would be like, hey, so I, I just, you know, I'm from here, but I noticed that when I say this, it's sort of causes people to rise up or get quiet. Is this okay? Is that okay? Um, and, and, and that's it, honestly. I think people think sometimes asking questions make them look stupid, but they, they already know you're, you're from another culture or from not, not even, if you're, even if you're local, if you're from like another state or from another business, they're going to expect you to not understand everything in the culture. So asking that question would be much easier than you having a full pot. But that habit of following your curiosity honestly, is actually what you need to develop. And that's what will lead you to become.
a better collector and gatherer of information. Yeah, I love what you say about you know uh, body language and and micro expressions. You can tell so much by by that. You can get so much information from that. And I think the biggest favor that people can do themselves is to learn to study up on communication and, and behavioral science and body language. I mean, that's been for me in the past year, like a revelation in wow. my life. It's why I can do this podcast. I can, you know, I can hold conversations with people now for hours on ends. And it's not just, you know, with people like, you know, you know, between you and me, I mean, I can do this out, out in the real world. And, and, and I couldn't do this uh, a, a year ago. Two years ago, I was, you know, I had one friend, um, it's just socially inept and I'm fighting some strong socially inept genes too, as well. You know, my father is the same way, the same way. Uh, so. Wow. I, I wouldn't be able to tell. And, and if people say that about <laughs> me as well, by the way, because I used to be very, very shy, but I would not be able to tell. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's incredible. And uh, wow. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love when I love when people can't tell. I love, thank, no, thank you. I couldn't tell at all. Yeah, like, good, good, good. Because you're, you're always commenting on like on LinkedIn. And I'm like, whoa, this he's the most social person ever. I'm like, okay. Uh, oh man, uh, much much gratitude and respect to you for that. <laughs> that. Your kind words, thank you. Uh, so uh, yeah, you're you're a good listen. You're a good listener. Then you pay attention. Uh, is what I'm picking up on, of course. And mm-hmm. you know, how, how does one be an active listener? You know, you talk about different types of listening, paraphrasing back, you know, what I sort of do when, when you answer a question or when a guest answers a question, I'll sort of paraphrase back in like a sentence or two yeah. to, to, you know, to make it, you know, to, to, for that clarity. Um, so yeah, how do we be an active listener? Talk about the different types of listening. It's really important. People are not very good listeners today, you know. And then another principle on how to win friends and influence people to be interesting, be interested. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you're here. right. You're taking all my answers. So <laughs> it it is it is it's exactly that. It, you have to be interested, and it, it's and I, I talked about it earlier when I said asking open-ended questions. So how, what, you know, you said teach me those type of things where you get the other person talking about their experience with a particular thing. Uh, and, and, you know, and if you go from assuming things to basically saying, Hey, well, tell me what you feel about this or how does this make you feel? Or what, what, what's your thought pattern on this? You're just going to be inevitably educated because you know, you're going to give someone an opportunity that they probably are not used to expect it. Right. Cause it becomes, um, it's not, you know, it becomes a very relational type of thing. So, I would always encourage people to, even if they disagree with something, maybe if they can count one to two in their head or three, just let the person finish saying something. And then, you know, if, if, you, if you disagree, we're like, oh, that's, you know, you start with like, that's interesting. Um, I haven't, I, I never considered thinking about it that way, but here's how I see it. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, where you couch it that way, where the person feels heard you're like oh wow okay so you're saying and the paraphrasing thing is so powerful you're saying that this is that and this is how it makes you feel okay well in my experience da, 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 da. and then it's you know then you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth uh as opposed to be like shut up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a lie <laughs> yeah so it's really just taking in that and and you know so you know with saying hey okay thank you thank you for saying that i appreciate that um and then spewing that. But open-ended questions is the best. Um, listening, inviting people to tell you their story or their experience and teach you. Um, and then that's all really listening is and you just being actively engaged in that. Yeah, with that, with that, this is really coming to a head here with communication. What are, what are you know, some tactics you use to connect with anyone to communicate with anyone you know in in your in your daily interactions how do you hold a conversation with with someone because that's we can't take this for granted Tyo. this is very hard for some people and and of course and you and i you and i know this because we've been there yeah yeah uh no and and i i was this skinny nigerian kid with a thick nigerian accent a french pink country in american national school going through puberty at 10 and i remember that um and I, what I had to do was find my connectors. I would say, find your connectors. What are the things you naturally like? You know, I liked sports. I'm always, I'm a sports fanatic. 
And at the time, I only knew how to play, um, you know, what I call football, but it's soccer, I guess. <laughs> and then um, and I looked around me and, and I saw that people were playing basketball. And, uh, and I was like, well, I like sports anyway, so I'm going to learn this new sport. And now basketball is my favorite sport. But the way I learned basketball was a very interesting way. I basically went to the library <laughs> and I checked out all the books in basketball. And I was like, I'm going to understand the fundamentals. Like, what was a double dribble? What, what, were, the, what were the historians? Who was Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Magic, you know, all these people. And then I picked up all the latest uh, magazines. Back then, there was Sports Illustrated for Kids. And I was like, okay, I'm going to familiarize myself with the current basketball players. And when I was done, I went to the best basketball player on campus, Michael Albright. We're still friends to this day. And I asked him if he would teach me. I was like, hey, you know, I've, I know everything about the game. Can you, can you show me how to do this in the court? Uh, but it was a connect. I, I, I started with what I knew, right? Some people could be like, I love music. So what is the type of music in that area? Or I love that. Um, another subtle thing that I do every day is um, smile. I, my goal is to put a smile on five people's faces every day. Like different. And something interesting happens when you try to put a smile on five different people's faces every yeah. day. You become a better observer because it could be one where you just smile at someone and they smile back. That's one. Or you compliment someone and that causes you to notice something, right? Or you're, and I'm in New York here, so it's a very busy city. Or you're like, oh, I noticed you're reading that book. Is that book interesting? Just as something as simple as that because people will be like, whoa, you cared enough to ask me about my, about my book. And so you get better about doing that. And the, the way, or you go to a store and you, you know, it's, it's a very simple thing. People will be like, oh, here's your thing. Here's your fee. It's $25. If you just say, hey, uh, while you're, you know, counting change, just wanted to ask you about a day. How's, how's, your day to, how's your day going? Or, hey, my goal is to put a smile on your face today. So I hope this puts a smile. I'm just, I'm just direct like that. Yeah. And I would say that. And those type of things uh, causes people to, like, just disarm. And they're like, wow, thank you. And that's the overwhelming response that I get from people where they're like, you took your time to actually, like, stop to say that to me or wow you notice my hair or you notice my that so it's, it's 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 simple and it goes back to the same thing we've been talking through this a big part of communication is listening and observing that is honestly what it is if you can remember something about someone or notice something about someone or some of some something that's significant to them they will be drawn to you because it was signified to them that you care enough to remember that and, and, and no matter how awkward you are no matter how you know and i'm someone that can be awkward but if, if it, you know it becomes endearing if it's paired up with like oh yeah yeah you're you're that tired guy that's like sort of weird sometimes but still remembers every time that i'm here and brings up this so those are the simple things that 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 really um sum up to connecting across cultures you know putting a smile and and, and remembering and listening it's profound when you said that you uh, you quantify the you know the amount of smiles you put on people's faces and and this is you know we're doing this at 10 a.m. today like I'm gonna do that today it, I was like I was like oh yeah I, my my I, my my brain perked up it was like yeah I'm, I'm gonna do that I mean it makes so much sense it's yeah. it's it's very cool I I, yeah. I admire that a lot I'm gonna do that oh thank you thank yeah. you yeah, yeah. so. Well, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Now, and then you touched on with the, you know, with going to Michael Albright, the basketball player on campus and you know, asking, him to t asking him to, you know, help you out, teach you, um, you know, it's about, you know, putting yourself out there like that. Something that I mentioned to you that I, that I resonated with when we were talking on the phone a week or two ago is, you know, it, you know, I didn't, I, like, I had one friend up until two years ago and now I have, an, two, I have too many friends. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about to. I've been like thinking the past two weeks, you know, I should put them, I, I got to make it an Excel spreadsheet and like, <laughs> and like, like to make sure I continuously hang out with these people. Like, cause wow. it's like, it's too, it's a lot in my head right now yeah, right. and I don't want to, and they're such amazing people. Uh, but it, but it takes putting yourself out there, uh, joining a club, a group, yeah. being a part of the community. It's so important. You know, just put yourself yeah. out there. I really resonate with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the basketball thing, those one-on-ones became two-on-twos and three-on-threes and four-on-four and five-on-fives. And what we connected was our mutual love of basketball. And, you know, that's what – if you can find something that people connect over, entrepreneurship, games, 
you know, music, whatever it is, and you 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 go around that, that that's that's a bond. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Kyle, what is we're going to shift a little bit here. We really hit communication hard. I, I, this is, there's so much value in that. I love communication, but dealing with negativity, then what is the most, what, what would you define as, as sort of negativity and what's the most negative thing you've had to deal with? <laughs> well, I mean, for a lot of my life, people have told me what they feel like I should do. Right. And I, I sort of hinted at it earlier where I said, you know, lawyer, engineer, doctor, go to Ivy League. And there's nothing wrong with any of these things. But sometimes it's not what someone wants to do. Right. Or when you foist expectations on people. And then I've failed myself multiple times where over 85 plus job rejections, fired twice, all these things. And in those moments, um, I had to ask myself, well, OK, fine. Who are you, Tyler? Like, what is it that you want to do? you know, strip away anything. There's nothing. No one is watching. It's just me and you right now. What is it you want to do? And I was like, okay, well, I want to be able to use my voice to help people connect across cultures. I want people to be, be the best versions of themselves. How can you do that? And I was like, do you tell your story? <laughs> uh, find people that, that think that grew up the same way you did and then create a community around them and provide value for that. And it's, it's not going to be easy because you're not going to get charged or any of that. You're not going to get paid rather for any of this things initially, but that's what you feel happiest about. And so whenever people get failure, I always tell people that the fact that they're still alive means that there's an option. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I, 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 I couldn't have had a, a bigger wake up call than me having a near death experience in 2012, August 22, where I nearly lost my life in a car accident when you just realize how fleeting life is like at that moment, I was like, wow, 22, I haven't done everything else I was going to do. This, this just happened right now. I didn't plan for this. And so just understanding how finite life is really allows you to do that. And I, I always tell people when you, you're, you're experiencing failure, tell a better story about yourself. And so you got fired means, Hey, I have another opportunity to show, to show up uh, tremendously for myself and for another company, if it's another company or for my own business, if it's my own business. Um, I, you know, I didn't get into the school I want. That just means that the next school that I get into is going to get the best version of me because these people don't know what they've done. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, I didn't get into 30 under 30 or any of these things. And it just means I'm still going to, I'm still going to, I'm not going to let them take, um, my joy and I'm going to continue to live from that. And, and I think a lot of times people define happiness as like, if I get something, then I'll be happy. And then they miss out on the journey. You have to fall in love with the journey um, and not the destination initially. Uh, otherwise you're going to be, you know, you're not going to, you're just going to continuously feel like you failed. Like if you're, if you're saying I haven't gotten this year, I haven't done this year, yeah. you're going to wake up every day feeling like you're a failure. But if you ha- reframe your mind and say, you know, that's the long-term goal, but every day I am getting 0.02% better or I'm doing this better like that. Your mindset shifts. And when those negative things happen, you're like, well, you know, I'm still on my path. Um, and and it really is about the mindset and the stories you tell yourself. And it takes a lot of unlearning and then a lot of learning as well. Uh, but it's, it's, and that's, those are the subtle changes that, that I, that I've, I've incorporated into my life in addition to meditation that I've, um, help me switch. Yeah, man. Unlearning. That's something that Tiffany Pham talked about in her book. You know, someone we've both interviewed, uh, awesome, awesome human being. And, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, she talks about letting go of our hard and fast notions of where life is supposed to take us. And, and so, you know, so that we may be open to, uh, you know, what, I mean, I'm, I'm botching the exact quote, but really it's about unlearning and being open to you know new experiences and, 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 and whatnot. I think that's really important. And then when you say, you know, you compound, you, you, you get 0.2% better every single day. What that, what happens with that is it compounds eventually. Yeah. And the, and the growth, the growth uh, chart, you know, the, the line gets more vertical, more vertical, vertical, vertical. And that's, I mean, that's what happens, man. That's what compounding that's what happens. And, it is. It yeah. Is. So I want to talk about your speaking career now as someone as someone who is embarking on that journey himself, and, and that's me, 
and you know so everyone sees your your speaking journey everyone sees everyone sees the you know the ted the the ted talks right um and you know you we, we had alluded to it with you know 18 applications and and whatnot but what did speaking look like for you before tedx you know what would what were some what did the foundation look like where did what were some of the events you spoke at did you you, you probably started you know your, your first ones were, were like a lot of them are probably free and yeah uh, you know free of charge and we're using yeah. tools like eventbrite or, or what, what, what were some how do you get yeah. those opportunities when you have no opportunity when you have you've not had any so i actually fell into um the, the speaking i i so i started my podcast after the accident and i moved to new york city and i i I had the way that I found my podcast audience was I'm a third culture kid. And for those that don't understand what a third culture kid is, is it basically refers to people that grew up um, outside of their parents' culture. So you spent your formative lives outside of your parents' cultures, diplomatic kids, army brats, people that have you know parents with international jobs. You tend to have multiple identities. So there's a term third culture kids and TCK for, for an acronym. I basically mm -hmm. used the hashtag on Twitter and I found a bunch of people to identify with that. And I said, Hey, I see that you identify as TCK. Um, I, I want to interview you. Uh, and then I, I found up all the third culture groups on Facebook and I just started writing about my experience there and I provided value. And so when I eventually launched the podcast, I, I was like, it's, it seemed natural to them. They're like, Oh, this, this is the guy that's been writing about us uh, for a long time. Yes. Yeah, so we'll listen to his podcast. So I kept doing that. Um, I'm saying that because the audience matters. And then someone sent me a random email and said, Hey, we listened to your show for a while. You should uh, come speak. I work at the world bank. Um, we don't pay, but you know, it would be good for your resume. <laughs> and I was like, sure, I'll find a way to get down there in, 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 uh, in the weekend. Because uh, they're like, hey, we have some diplomatic kids. You're a diplomatic kid. Um, do you think you could come share a story? And so I did that. And then that was when I realized that there was power in speaking. And what I saw there was these kids who saw themselves in me. And they're like, oh, wow. So there is a possibility for me to understand and make use of all this identity uh, thing. And, and that's what speaking is. You're getting people from a current um, destination uh, to a desired destination, right? The current situation to desired destination. Your role is to be the guide and provide a framework for them to, to be better, to improve, to cut costs, to do whatever. And when you think of it that way, it, it becomes something you incorporate into every, everything of your life. Now, as far as starting out, um, I, it's, it goes back to starting with what you know. So if, you're, if, you, if you went to a school, reach out as an alumni, hey, I'm this, I'm doing this. What events can I speak at? I do that all the time. If you, in the workplace, you're like, hey, what are events that you can lead? And say, hey, so I noticed that we have this on the calendar. Can I do some, some of these things? And then come down to create those client lists where you, your ideal clients, your ideal audience, your customer, where are they? For me, when I found that I was HR in, in companies across here, what I did was I reached out to a bunch of people on LinkedIn. And I said, hey, you know, I would love to lead a workshop on the, these issues because I noticed that you have, um, you put down your list of things you would like to accomplish this year is to retain your staff. I would love to share what you're doing initially. And the first few times I did it for free, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I didn't have a video or anything. So I, 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 I didn't have any leverage. I was like, I'll, I'll be happy to do it for free. Um, I'll just in exchange for a um, um, testimonial. Uh, testimonial and, and, and things like that. And then for, I reach out to schools, sometimes schools that, that, that might tell you that they don't have budget if they're like, you know, like elementary or different schools, I'll be like, hey, okay, so if you could record and give me a testimonial, I would, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to do it for free. Yeah. And what I was doing in my mind was I was building credibility for myself and giving people visibility. So like, okay, so I have a uh, testimony from, from this company, from this school, from World Bank, so I have three now, I'm like, okay, this is great. And then I got some video footage, okay? And then um, I can say my podcast is, is, is it's in 150 countries, and I was starting to build all that. I was building my story. Then you are able to then pitch to even higher uh, places and even say, hey, my name is Ty Roxon. I've spoken to such and such. Here's a video of me speaking. These are what people are saying about me. Uh, and, you know, these are the things I can, I can speak to. It, it, it's like you're building on building on building on building and, and compounding. 
Yeah. And, and the story you tell about yourself is that, but you have to be super intentional. I knew that I wanted to do something to connect across cultures, but I needed to really be specific about where the people were and who I needed to get in front of. Because if I, if I send the people that I was going to pitch the big dogs, a testimony from an HR official, a, a professional, or from a principal, they'd be like, well, okay, I formed the World Bank. They'd be like, okay, so these are people that are in our fields. So it's, it's, that's, that's a strategy because you're going to think, I'm getting people from a current situation to desired destination. I need to know where they live, the people that I want to reach. I need to know where they congregate, and I need to find a way to get in front of them. And mm -hmm. If I have to do it for free, I can do it for free but I need to get testimonials there. So it's not really free. I'm getting testimonials. In my mind, at least, I'm like, I'm going to get a testimonial. I'm going to get a video footage. And even if I have to get like my own video camera there, I'd be like, hey, can I film? <laughs> um, that you're thinking long-term because it's going to go into your speaker reel. It's going to go into your, any of these things. And all these things, in addition to your website, will then give you something that people will be able to search. Uh, later on when you pitch them. They're like, oh, okay, this guy seems legit. Let's get him on. And yeah. that's how you do it. The brand assets come together. Yeah. Now, people forget, you know, we, we talk about how to land these gigs, how to get paid for them eventually, which is a, which is a longer game. You mentioned doing them for free. Uh, you know, get, get your foot in the door. That's the, that's the saying there. Um. They just want to, they're, 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 we, people see the opportunity and, and that's the focus. But forget, we tend to forget about the actual talking and speaking part, like the important modalities of speaking, like in, you know, inflection is so important, crafting a, a, a story and not just, you know, there's, there's a couple of different ways you can say things so many different ways and you know, it's crafting this, crafting it in, in a story. I mean, people love stories. I mean, we're, you know, we've, we've been telling stories for ages and I think it's so important to not forget about, um, you know, actually crafting a, a good, a good talk and, and not just being monotone and, and just stating facts, but, you know, telling a story examples. And uh, I think people forget about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Stories but, is yeah, stories create engagement and connect. Um, one other tip I'll say, since we're talking about stories, is as you're thinking about your speech and you're thinking about the problem you want to solve with your speech, think about your personal stories with that problem, right? And, 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 and that will create this opportunity for you to be you know, vulnerable, but also to connect. You know, you know, some of you on the stage here might, um, you know, might, be college students and all that. I used to be a college student as well. And this is what I was going through here. This is what helped me with that. And like, oh, you, you were, oh, even if you're old or young, if you can find those little things that connect people to the audience that you're there. I used to work at a tech company, all these things, subtle things like that. They infuse in the speech. They cause people to people's ears to perk up and they're like, oh, this person gets it. So it's not like just some random outsider. Uh, but that, that's the power of storytelling right there. Lovely. So Tayo, a book is coming soon. I was going to ask you, it seemed, you know, there was, you, this is, it, it seemed like a logical next step in, in, in looking at all your brand assets and, and your story and whatnot. I was, I was going to ask you, is a book coming soon? But it is, you, you answered my question within the first couple of minutes. What is, what's that going to look like? When do you need help? I mean, I'd love to I <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still, uh, I mean, yes, it's coming most likely in the summer. Uh, manuscript is probably due in March, uh, but yeah, the publishers, um, we're still like finalizing the, the day release date, but yeah, it's definitely going to come out next year. Um, and it's going to basically be every, everything I talked about in the first half of this conversation, which is connecting effectively across cultures and, um, in divisive times. And I will say this, that's that book was out of a speech that I gave. I gave a speech and I was like, hmm, I can flush this out into more. Um, and, and, you know, the art of diplomacy was fleshed out into a one hour speech and then fleshed out into a workshop. And I was like, I can turn this into a book. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell your audience there. It's your audience, no matter what you do with your voice, if you start off with a book or a podcast or a podcast or a book, you can still turn them into multiple platforms if you're able to organize your thoughts. Because if you give yourself frameworks, you can lead a workshop, you can consult with that, and then you can write a book based on that. 
Um, and, and that's the power of your voice. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know when the book is coming out, but it's, uh, I'm going to say July, uh, but I'll let you know. <laughs> let you certainly, know. certainly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'll, I'd love to help you out with that, you know, have you back on and, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I, you know, whatever I can do for my humble corner, I will do it. You know, I'll, I'd love to promote and whatnot. Um, cause I endorse you big time. And, Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, people can connect with you on, uh, they can hear your podcast on As Told by Nomads, uh, awesome podcast, over 205 star ratings on Apple Podcasts. That's where I listen. Spotify, it's on Spotify, right? It's on Spotify too, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then, and then um, many other places. And your website, tyoroxon.com. Tyroxon.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, oh, you're so yeah. You do post stuff on LinkedIn. I love. I love, so you can find you on LinkedIn, and then your Instagram though. Your Instagram, I love. I love like you. I, I, dude, I appreciate. I appreciate. I know. I know. With all the compliments I've given you in the past two weeks, you probably think I'm gay. I'm the furthest thing from it. Like, oh, no, I don't think but, you're. I, look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but like but dude, I really I. It, you're 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 like my man crush Monday this week, like like in, in studying and in, in for the interview. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, I mean, your fashion. I mean, the, the photo quality and people need to follow you on Instagram. What's thank you so much. There? No, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. No, thank you. I, I'm for those looking to connect. I'm at Ty Roxon everywhere. Just type up Ty Roxon. Um, and, uh, I think I'm the only one, uh, so far I haven't met any other person with that name. So yeah, yeah, that, you know, I'm, I'm very responsive. So hit me up, tell me what you liked from the interview and I'm happy to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, I got to tell you, before I ask my last question, I, I got I live for this, for talking to people like yourself. This is, I'm so grateful that we've had the opportunity to connect and, and cross paths. And I want to acknowledge you for, for that, you know, for that energy that you, you bring the, you know, the, the, how, the way you uplift people with your smile and the way you can connect with people and you just, your knowledge of communication. I love communication and just for being, you know, just for shining bright every day. I, I love it. I really appreciate it need people more people like you in the world and wow, thank you. like i said live for this wow thank you so much i really appreciate that and it's the same for you i mean it's you're so curious and you're very into getting inside people's minds i think that's a that's a habit that we don't have enough of in the world so you know, i appreciate that and uh, what you bring absolutely thank you so my final question then i think life is best lived by design what does life beautifully designed look like to you? Wow, that's, that's very deep. Uh, so life beautifully designed, I mean, for me, uh, and this is my personal life or? Oh, what you just, what, I mean, your personal and professional life. I mean, what, yeah. what, what does your life beautifully designed look like? Well, I would love to get to a place where I'm impacting people on, on three different ways, where it's, it's education field, media, and consultant industry. So on the, the media, because a lot of times what we consume, you know, all over the world, it shapes how people think about different people or cultures. I, I remember, you know, growing up, when you watch movies like, yo, that's America, that's how America is. And then, you know, you, you, you know, it, whether it's good or bad, it does shape that. So I want to be able to get into telling more stories that are inclusive and having people see themselves on screen. There's so much power with that. Um, with education, it was what I touched on earlier, you know, that's such a big way to, 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 it's the biggest equalizer in the world. And I would love to get into telling um, appropriate, accurate, and, in, and more inclusive stories as well. Um, and then with, with consulting, I'd love to be able to tell, teach people to do the same thing that I'm, I'm learning how to do now, which is to go into companies and go into different um, organizations and help them with connecting across cultures. Ultimately, the through line with all those things is, is telling stories that are inclusive and helping people connect across um, our cultures while embracing their identities. So, yeah, I mean, life by design is getting people to love who they are and, and, and getting people to, to make sure they're not shunning others for who they are as well. Tyra Roxon, you're the man. Thank you so much for doing this with me. 
Pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's a true, true honor. Appreciate that. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show, Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star, and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.